0: So have you ever thought about the concept of what they call objective morality? Objective morality. Now think about what that means, of course. Something is objective means that it's impartial. It's not about opinion. It's just kind of like, there it is, right? Like an objective observer, an objective adjudicator, you know, it's no opinion, just factual, right? Therefore, objective morality suggests that there is a type of morality or morality in general that is just a given. That is a a, a step, you know, a, a standard, if you will, a baseline of what morality is. Now you might think, and most people, I, in my experience, have come back and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, objective morality exists." And mostly they cite major things, right, like murder. We talked about this in previous episodes, but today we're going to really dive in. Um, murder comes to mind as the most obvious. But what's curious is that historically we have lots of murders. Um, and we also have people who have murdered and do not feel any remorse about it. We have people who murdered and feel 100% justified in it. And we have people who, for lack of a better term, were hired to murder. And I'm not trying to make that a statement. I'm just saying it's a facts. Okay? If you're a soldier and you go to war and you're given assignments, you go do it. Regardless of why, you're killing people, right? So murder, even in the various... Um, religious tenets of the world, all the major religions, they seem to touch on that, don't they? Um, in the Christian faith, we have the um, Ten Commandments, and of course, thou shalt not kill uh, is a prominent one, but yet we have killed, not just um, in the name of war or self-defense, we have killed in the name of many things, whether it's religions or gods or governments or belief systems or whatever in general. That right there, we have the number one potentially objectively moral thing, which I think most people would agree is objectively moral to not kill. But yet we have endless examples and documented um, incidents of killing that's considered somewhat justified, or at the time was considered justified, etc. And <clears throat> that right there, without even diving into other things, that right there shows us that morality should be perhaps, okay, some things about morality maybe should be objective. You could argue that. But in practice, in truth, morality has been subjective since documented history, and it's still subjective today. Now, while the vast majority of people agree on the murder aspect, even in modern culture, modern societies, modern countries, we still have some justifications for murder, um, killing somebody. Murder by itself, the term, sounds like, you know, in. Brings up connotations of like an unjustified killing, you know, as opposed to killing somebody is a generic term. So even in modern culture, modern enlightened culture, with the communication and education that we've gotten over millennia in documented historical records, we still have some justified killing um, among many people. So that's got me thinking, not just recently, but for years now. That if that main one, the taking of someone's life, can be uh, subjectively moral to do and justified, then what chance does anything else have of being objectively moral? And you might think, well, okay, let's keep pushing extremes. Um, Now we have the murder of kids, babies. That's pretty hardcore, I know, right? And of course, immediately when you start saying the murder of kids and murder of babies, then you start dabbling into, of course, the very modern contentious point of abortion. And then we have to determine, or people have to determine anyway, where what they consider to be life and what's not. And, and is it killing or is it aborting a biological process? And anyway, this episode is not about abortion, but I don't think we can avoid the subject just like murder. When we start talking about murder, people have some level of subjectivity and justification and rationale, depending on the situation. We talked about the murder of kids. That rationale reduces significantly. Almost no one you speak to will ever say that they find it justified to kill a child. Again, we're talking in extremes as we do on this podcast to get your thinking broadly. Because if I bring up a moral subject that's more of a political social stance, it has nothing to do with murder, (laughs) then there's gonna be a lot of malleability there and a lot of discussion and it should be had. But I'd like to start with the broad, extreme examples to get your head in the mindset of what we're talking about. And the the introductory point that I just mentioned, I'll restate that if murder, and to a lesser degree the murder of children, is not 100% universally, objectively moral to avoid doing, then what chance does anything else have, right? And the answer is none. There is no way to have any one behavior, act, belief, or action be 100% universally, objectively moral. And this is a a foundation of a lot of the problems that we have, social problems that we have in just engagement with other people, whether we're running a government, whether we have social circle, whether we have a relationship, family, etc. We have this issue based on that. Now, morality we have witnessed it. We, as the human species and scientists and, and everything else, have witnessed it um, in, in the animals, as it were, non-humans. We've seen creatures seem to be benevolent to one another when there is a time of need. Usually it's pretty extreme. Um, you see creatures do things that, like, well, normally you would kill that creature or that you wouldn't expect that behavior, but you see it. And there's other more advanced documented behaviors that animal behaviorologists and biologists and whatnot would know about. But having read some of this, I thought to myself, well, that's very interesting. And there's been questions about whether humans inherited morality, um, you know, from the from the animals as it were, et cetera. I don't know. Um, obviously, I don't know all that. And of course, there's the issue of morality versus ethics, right? So it's a little bit, you know, different, right? So one way that I read about it and I thought it was interesting was that if you pare it down, morals are what you believe, and ethics are what you do. And if you look at it that way, then obviously those are, can be extremely different things, right? <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, Yeah. Um, okay, so what does that mean for us? Well, when we don't have the, um, you know, strong arguments for objective morality, then we start to, that's where fighting begins. Again, that's the foundation of a lot of disagreements, and a lot of tension between people because If you feel that something is subjectively moral, like, I think it's perfectly okay to watch a film that's rated R for whatever reason. And maybe you know somebody who says it is not objectively moral to watch a film like that. And I don't think people should. Those two people can probably live with each other. They can probably handle each other as friends and they won't get in a fight. Those are two things that are subjectively moral that aren't going to cause a major issue increasingly we see people who say things like you know various use of cannabis is immoral and most people now are starting to realize no it's not um that's subjectively moral many cannabis users and cannabis patients you know coexist with people who do not believe cannabis is moral or use of cannabis is moral we see that pretty good that's a subjective morality thing that people get along with okay but what we Problem comes in is when two people have conflicting ideas that they both see as objectively moral. When you see something as, if you look at what objective could mean, really kind of translate objective. If you really look at objective, that means you're removing personal opinion. That means you're trying to find some truth, some base level truth. At that point, you start dabbling into the idea of purpose and kind of universal consciousness and existence, what is this base level truth, right? And if you believe that your moral in question, your morality is objectively truthful, but it conflicts with someone else, then you feel like they're not just a difference of opinion, you feel like they are immoral in their life. And depending on the subject, this could be an issue for you. It could be uncomfortable for you or something you feel you need to speak out against. Now, on the opposite side, that person could feel the same way about their polarized view from you. You both believe it to be base level truth, but they conflict. That's the basis of most deep-rooted, long, long-standing conflicts in between countries and governments, but also people, uh, individuals as well, religions, etc. Just like the subject um, of abortion and death and murder cannot be avoided when we talking about morality, We also can't avoid the discussion of religion because to many people, religion determines morality, right? And you've seen it many said, doesn't matter what the faith is. The vast majority of them kind of feel like the basis of my religion, my religious doctrine and my, you know, belief system itemized, if you will, into bullet points or a a commandments list or whatever is the basis of morality. And that is like the standard and we go from there. Just like normal human behavior, of course, we see many religious doctrines and um, belief systems conflict themselves. If, in my opinion, if a deity, which we do see as like universal base level truth, we're now talking about a godlike presence, right? Which we, for the most part, see as a base level creator grade truth, right? If they say, do not do something because it is immoral, full stop. There's no qualifiers there. There's no asterisks, right? Don't do this. But plenty of people in the religious faith of that religion, in fact, do that. And over historically, um, these belief (laughs) uh, breaches have been worse in the past. Of course, the main one is murder thou shalt not kill in the religious Christian faith, which can be echoed amongst other faiths faiths as well. um, We see that, and of course, we have much, much documentation um, and eyewitness accounts of the opposite of it, uh, often in the name of the faith. So instead of making this into some kind of diatribe or question of religion, I'm going to keep it strictly to morality because that's what I want you to think about. Because when you're making your art, when you're having a conversation With someone else anything at all when you make art you're presenting something whether it's visual audio whatever the case may be written you're presenting something of yourself to others and depending on the type of art that you're making depending on your moral direction moral compass and what you see as objectively moral and or not objectively moral just your general opinions and thoughts and of course what you like what appeals to you all that can be completely opposite of someone else in terms of morality and it might shock you that it is now as an artist if we're going to go that angle for a minute as an artist if you are making art that's you know full tilt you know you know well you're well aware of it that it can be contentious and controversial you might work in an art form that's historically subversive and you know it is and that's one of the reasons why you do it it appeals to you there's something um satisfying right something that that brings out your fervor and your inspiration as an artist to do something that's relatively subversive or heavily subversive somewhat controversial extremely controversial and subversive controversial contentious all this usually directly relates to the question of morality is this moral is this decent is it even right okay so Dancing that line as an artist, you have to understand that someone might take offense to your art or just think it's not appropriate. Whatever it may be, it can be the most reasonably conservative thing in the world, but you could find somebody who's against it. You could find somebody who sees it as immoral, right? But on the other side, we, okay, let me, let me restate this. We know that as an artist, or as we should know, And if you don't, you know now <laughs> that your art can be deemed immoral and indecent by someone else, almost regardless of what you make. You might find somebody who sees some problem with it. You accept this as an artist. You go forward with this. Now, if you know what you do, like I said a second ago, if you know what you do is historically and traditionally contentious and subversive and causes fights, and you still do it because that's kind of your point, okay, that's Okay. But just like we can't fight forever because we know we can't fight everyone because we know someone's going to disagree no matter what we do. The other side is the understanding of different people's thresholds when it comes to morality. As an artist, you can push boundaries if that is what you want to do. Now, for the most part, artists do want to push boundaries in some manner, in some manner. Okay. But if you're intentionally trying to antagonize and that's your art form, then you have to accept that that antagonizing nature of your art is going to cause these fights. Many artists' premise is to antagonize the viewer, the listener, etc. That's that's the core of their premise. That is their art form. But as they say, there's so many other, you know, ways you can phrase it. But you live by the sword. That's just the way it works. So if you choose that route, if you choose to be notorious, then that's part of what's the way it's going to be. Choosing to be notorious intentionally, knowingly, and then complaining about it and saying people need to accept me, that I think is naive. Now, trying to teach people and expand their minds and broaden their horizons on what what is acceptable or what should be acceptable or what kind of societal norms or definitions of decency and morality are you trying to challenge and for what purpose? This is a common theme in art especially in visual art but also music and other things as well if you want to do that then now you have arguably an obligation a responsibility to challenge the status quo to challenge the definitions or the preset definitions of morality but with a purpose what are you trying to teach what are you trying to show you might not change people's minds but you can show a different aspect of things but you must accept that if you went the route of notorious you went the route of controversial then that's just the way it's going to be, and I mean, historically, radically controversial. Like if you're making visual art and it is unquestionably pornographic, right? Then you're gonna have some, some issues. People are gonna see that as hey, this is just porn and there's gonna be all kinds of connotations and associations. Um, if your music is uh, very, very um, atonal and loud, we can lump in all kinds of genres into this, but let's just go with like some kind of deathcore metal or you know, death metal, heavy metal, and then the lyrics might be, depictions of extreme violence, um, and other sort of subversive acts and things like that, even though it's an art form, it will be contentious when people hear it. And this has been the case for decades. It's nothing new. But what I'm trying to also tell you is that, that's one side of the, the excuse me, the opposite side of the coin. But see, here's the thing. We mentioned threshold in a minute ago. Everybody has a different threshold. Well, whether you realize that or not, you do too. You will find someone making art similar to you, that might go beyond your threshold. Even if yours is fairly far along, it's fairly extreme. Someone might go beyond your threshold. Going back to the beginning of this conversation, murder generally is beyond people's threshold. Not, you know, actual murder, but like depictions of murder in art, depictions of murder in music or in writing. That's pretty pretty well accepted to be honest with you, even though it's considered shocking to some and subversive. Um, Accepted in the terms that we're not seeing like entire (laughs) protests and 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 huge social crises regarding somebody's violent depiction in art in film we see extremely violent depictions um and you know again society isn't falling apart but like we said in the beginning of the conversation there are some things that are no-fly zones and of course the obvious one like i said earlier children when we have morality questions decency questions especially when it comes to violence Children are like a no-go zone, even in fiction and in various art forms. Now, you do see it. You do see it. Some people push that limit, whether it's art or music or writing. Um, But most don't. You You see what I'm saying here? It's your art form could be the most conservative sort of middle ground thing in the world, and nobody ever gets upset about it on the moral side. Fantastic. Keep making your art. But if you are pushing a known boundary for, for a lot of people or for some people, that's okay. But finding your balance as to what is your purpose with your art, if it's 100% shock with no focus and no purpose beyond that, you will you'll work for a while. You'll be a shock artist and you'll be known and you'll be notorious. You will not be beloved almost certainly. And you probably won't be remembered too well beyond the shock and then that'll fade if you want to push a boundary to question society and to to push people to rethink things in a way then the best way to do it is to find a threshold that allows you to create your work and keep working just just beyond most people's threshold but not so far that you completely are dismissed and shut out and of course not so far that you're causing a public major problem or even breaking like many countries and cities have decency laws. Now, they're not as strict as they used to be, but they're out there, especially if you're releasing your art in a public manner. I've always said, if you want to be notorious, be notorious. But with that comes the responsibility and the acceptance of what what that is. Okay. If you want to be beloved, which is a wide open thing, you want people to go, man, I'm inspired by this person's art. I'm inspired by what this person says. That's awesome. Sometimes you push their boundaries a little bit, but they love you. Cool, make them think, awesome. But if you wanna be fully notorious, go ahead if that's who you are, but you have to accept what comes with it. So with all of this said, I'm gonna wrap this up and just say, have you thought about the subjectivity of morality, not just in the art that you do, but in general? Because if you look at everybody's grievances online about the latest thing that a celebrity said, or a musician said, or some other politician said this and said that, or somebody posted this, or this company posted that. What we find are fights about, uh, the idea anyway, of objective morality. And unfortunately, that's a gray area. Another theme on my podcast. And that gray area is what you need to be processing and thinking about. If you feel like your mission in life is to push society's boundary and threshold of a certain thing that you consider to be moral, but most don't, if your idea is to push that threshold, then you have a huge fight against you. Because even on things that are moral to most people, like in the various countries of the world throughout history, that have abolished slavery, some that have not yet, most people on this planet see slavery as immoral. It is pretty close to objectively moral to not do slavery, right? But even then in many countries, it was difficult to abolish slavery because it was considered okay by many. What is the problem? We need this. They justified it, right? And of course, regardless of whatever religious faith, regardless of what government, regardless of what era in history, we have many wars and many, many deaths caused by war in the name of something. In the name of god and country in the name of money in the name of whatever in the name of territory we have willingly killed others in large amounts for various justified reasons in our minds okay and so i'm not here to tell you what's moral because this entire episode is about the subjectivity of moral you have your definitions of it like here in america we have people that that are defined as left-wing liberal or right-wing conservative and all this stuff. And oftentimes, I wonder what they really see as moral. What is your morality? A set of bullet points set up by your political party? That sounds a little concerning, regardless of your left or right. What is your morality? Is it based on your own experiences? Is it based on um, what you have seen in life and deduced from your experiences? Is it what you've read that makes sense? Have you observed society? Have you observed human behavior and decided what you consider to be moral, what you consider either objectively more or close to, and what you understand to be subjectively more. Have you really thought about that for yourself? Because phrases like, well, how I was raised was, I don't care how you were raised, neither is society. You could have been raised terribly. You could have been raised awesome. Fantastic. Who are you now? And where did you get those beliefs? And why do you have those beliefs? And why do you have your sort of core system of morals where did it come from if someone handed them to you and said here are your morals and you said okay and you put that in your pocket and that's just what you believe you probably should take that out of your pocket and read it again and analyze and really look around say what what is moral to me it's an ongoing thing you will not have a final answer this is why i try to tell people as an artist Just as a human being, if you've been given a set defined list of morals, I would look them up and question them. You need to define yours. You need to define yours. Because there might be things that you saw as moral that you now realize aren't. And of course, the opposite. And this is, it shouldn't be anyway, a controversial point. But it is, just like we talked about. When I tell you to challenge your morals, some people see that as immoral. (laughs) See, this is constantly evolving. I am constantly learning and evolving and, and adapting and shifting my morals a little bit based on the things that I learned. And I might not even have a itemized set of morals. I might have some things that I'm pretty solid on, pretty solid on. And then some things that um, I have some thoughts on, but I don't really know. And then the more I learn, my moral shift might go one way or another. Like, oh, you know what? That's actually not bad. I get it now. Or... Ooh, that is bad. I should probably learn from that. That's that's actually bad to most people. Oof, I've been ignorant. It's called learning, right? It's called evolving. Most people still have that set, that doctrine, that decree of morals that they were handed at a young age or they've adopted from whatever, a political belief system or a religion, and they had that in their pocket, and that's all they live by. There's nothing wrong with having convictions, okay? But like I said many times, and like the quote says, Have your convictions, have your convictions, but prepare to lose your assumptions. When you constantly evolve and learn, it is not a threat. You are trying to become a better person. Every time you realize something was wrong and change, you are becoming a better person. Now, when you're trying to learn about the different subjective moralities of people, cultures, religions, whatever. While you're trying to learn about this, just because somebody presents an opposite viewpoint of yours, it doesn't mean that they're 100% right and it doesn't mean that they're 100% wrong. Gray area. Remember that. You have to listen. It's a very powerful position to be in when you are objective to listening to possibilities, especially on the subject of morality. However, it is powerful, but it is not comfortable. It is actually quite comfortable to Subscribe to a belief system, you know, verbatim, point by point, and just roll with that. It's comfortable. You feel like, I believe in something. I'm confident in it. I have a belief. I have a purpose. On top of that, you probably have others who believe the same exact things, and you all support each other, and you all champion each other on the same exact things. Technically, none of this is wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a belief system, a core belief system, but I want you and I challenge you to question everything. I really do. Okay? Anyway, if you're an artist, push boundaries, but understand your role in your boundary pushing. Okay. If you're, you know, you have to accept what you're doing and you have to accept the responsibility of what's involved in it. If you want to push societal norms, try to teach society along with it. If you just want to shock, 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 well, then there you go. Be a shock artist, but accept what comes with that. Okay. If you're not an artist, just a human being, or if you are an artist as well, (laughs) last thing I'll say, reconsider. If you have a core set of beliefs that you do not vary from, you do not even consider other things because to you those are objectively moral and they cannot be changed, they should not be changed, and if you change them, you are going against some universal base level truth. It's actually not the case, guys. Okay? It has nothing to do with religion, it has nothing to do with political ideology. It's human existence, it's consciousness, right? So. Anyway, that's for today. <laughs> I could talk about this at length. This is a long episode, but I've been having this thought a lot. And I had this conversation with a coaching student recently, um, and as well as my teenage kids. One of them was having, for lack of a better term, an existential crisis. And we talked about the, you know, the different aspects of morality, um, objective, subjective, like we went over today. Any questions? Always drop me an email or find me on social media and send me a DM. Talk to me. Yell at me. Whatever. Let's have those conversations.